This week on the pour over, Joe and Dale throw it back and revisit the first season of Master of None. They chop it up on episodes three and four, Hot Ticket and Indians on TV. Dev gets a hot date with a rando bartender, then he learns to charge it to the race card. Will Dev ever see Rachel again? Tune in and hear what the pour over boys think. Let's pour it all over. Hello friends and welcome to the Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe, and Dill. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very things so many of us depend on each morning. Coffee! This week, we're chatting about Master of None, the Netflix original written by Aziz Ansari and Alan Yang. It stars Aziz himself, Lena Waithe, Noel Wells, Eric Wareheim, and other cast members. First coming out in 2015, Master of None Season 1 was well-received and won a Primetime Emmy for writing. The show is praised for its real take on modern romance, offbeat laughs, and its undeniable heart. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the pour-over boys. Yeah. So, yeah. What's up, Dill? How's it going? Not much, man. It's going pretty well. How are you? Not bad, not bad. How you been this week? I'm good, man. This is my uh, last week before the school year started. Woo! So I was just kind of hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been drinking that island coffee. Um, oh, I yes. Think, I think I'm still trying to dial it in, but um, overall, it's still good to just have good coffee, like I was saying last week. Yeah. Did you figure out what the funkiness was all about? Um, Not really. I think that's just the natural process mm. so i don't know it is so i was looking at it again and because i was editing last week's episode too mm-hmm. and i went on the website for island and the the taste notes that they list are a little bit different than what's on the bag really um i mean it's basically the same they just kind of use different words but like i think on the bag it said like bright acidity or something mm-hmm. but then on the website it says strawberry acidity and it was like a little different, which I was like, oh, okay, I, I feel like strawberry makes a little more sense. Because I feel like strawberries aren't necessarily really like bright and mm-hmm. acidic. There's, but it's a little tart to them. I feel like the coffee was like that. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Words. <laughs> so, if you had a blindfold on, what would you say it tastes like? It's a great Hard to question. Say. I don't know. Mm, is it fruity? A little bit, but not like an Ethiopian normally would be, I think, oh. with our wash process. So it feels, I mean, a little more like berries or something. I don't know. Less nuanced, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's smooth. It's good. Yeah. I'm trying to think what kind of flavors would kind of evoke a funky fruit flavor like almost because you know you said last week it's kind of fermented mm-hmm. so i kind of think to my head like what kind of fruits would impart like a funky fermented flavor or fruit products mm-hmm. does it taste like wine not exactly because I've, I've had coffee that has like the taste note of wine ish mm-hmm. and that's that was a little bit more distinct. So maybe it's a little bit in between where, yeah, it gets a little closer to kind of wine-ish. Yeah. But not exactly. So I think I think also I'm still trying to, trying to dial it in. I don't know. I've been trying to mess with my grind settings and all that stuff. 
Yeah. So I'm just trying to work on it. And maybe this is just more like what a natural process is like. I'm not sure. Sure. Because I don't have a lot of experience there. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, how's your coffee been? Uh, pretty good. The, um, the, uh, what's it called? I think El Plantinar, the one from Guatemala, Mm. has been really good. Um, I think the last time I had this, a bean from this farm, I really liked it. And the second time around, it doesn't disappoint. Have you, um, started brewing it on one brew method more than the other? Are you still kind of going back and forth? Hmm. I actually have not tried it, tried it on anything other than the Chemex. So, Mm. hmm. Maybe I should try it on the, uh, wave next time. You a Chemex boy now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to make a lot on the Chemex. So in the morning mm. when I'm making my coffee, it's just, I mean, you can on the wave like go all the way to the top, but just with the Chemex, you have more surface area to play with. So yeah. it just feels a little bit more ergonomic when you're making a lot. Mm. Yeah, I was I'm on like the opposite end because I was like, oh, maybe I should try to brew this bean in the Chemex. Just to see if that changes it up. Hmm. So yeah. Maybe we'll see. We'll try it out and report it back. Yeah. Uh, do you have a French press? A French press? Yes. I rarely ever use it, though. Oh, okay. It's because it's a lot of work to clean and <laughs> lazy. True. Basically. It is, it is. I think it's a lot of work, more more so than probably any other brewer I've used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just you can't beat a pour over, man. You just pick up the whole filter, throw it out, good to go. It's true. It's true, and it's really not that complicated. I mean, mm-hmm. anything can almost be a pour over if it has a hole in it. Yep, that's that's kind of how I think. Mm, you find a coconut, drill a hole in it, you got pour over. <laughs> <laughs> it just has to hold the filters. Exactly. I mean, if we were really desperate, I'd ask you to hold my filter with your hands and I'll just like drip it in. I I feel like that'd be the same. If you're holding <laughs> a Chemex filter, it's pretty big. You could mm-hmm. probably do that. Yeah, it's sturdy uh, it might too. might be kind of awkward, but I think it would work. You might burn your hand. Yeah, you know, desperate times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something um, that I'm looking forward to in the realm of coffee um, mm-hmm. is I had a friend that actually um, gifted me a subscription to Misto Box. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Oh, no. It's, it's just one of those coffee subs where you kind of, you answer some questions, do a little survey, and like every month, or however however often you want it, they'll send you some coffee. Oh, that's so, dope. So, uh, yeah, a friend of mine gifted me, I think, two bags from that. Nice. Um, so, whatever... I think they call it like their coffee curator or something, you know, is whatever, but whatever they decide they want to send me, um, they'll, they'll send it to me a little bit later in a few weeks. I think I I put the date a little further out since I just bought the Island. Sure. But, um, yeah. So new coffee, not just what's available in Dallas. So that's cool. Um, have you ever thought about getting a coffee sub? Um, no, not really. I, um, I guess I probably should. I mean, it, it makes sense, especially if you end up buying a bag a month. Um, I I actually probably buy more than one a month. Mm. So, 
you know, like my original reservation was something we already talked about, which is the uh, freshness of the roast. But you said mm-hmm. that a lot of these coffee subscribers kind of roast them right before they send them out. Yeah. I mean, I've never had a coffee sub because this one, like it, I guess coffee curator might be the best word. I mean, they, they have a bunch of different roasters, whereas you can also mm. subscribe directly from like your local roaster or whoever you like. Um, so this is just a company that gets it from other companies. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the roast dates will be like. Hopefully oh. it's not too old. I wouldn't think it would be. Mm-hmm. I think it will be a little bit older since you have to wait for shipping. But, I mean, a few days. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll look into so some. We'll we'll see what I get. Um, yeah, I think my main reservation on like paying for something like this is just like paying for shipping because mm. I'm cheap. Well, you ain't paying not this time. Yeah, for this one it's okay. But of course, <laughs> they're like you know if you want to continue this goodness, just like keep up your sub, give us yeah. your credit card information. You know, I'm like eh, <laughs> maybe maybe not. Hmm. Well, yeah, let us know how it goes and what you get. We'll do. We'll do. Any other coffee experiences? No, I think, think that's it for me. What about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, the last coffee shop I went to was Mission. And yeah, I'll probably have to ch- go somewhere else um, this week because I'm running out. Hey, there you go. Missile box. Let's go. <laughs> All right, I guess that concludes our coffee discussion for the week. So we're going to move on Mm -hmm. to talking about our show for the week. We started the series talking about Master of None. So this time we're talking about season one still. Um, Season one of Master of None received universal acclaim and turned Aziz Ansari into a bona fide star. This week we're diving into the episodes Hot Ticket and Indians on TV. And just quick kind of synopses of these episodes. Episode 3, Dev's plan to score a date with a pretty waitress by inviting her to a concert doesn't have quite the result he wanted. And we have a celebrity, celebrity cameo, Father John Misty. Episode 4, frustrated with the limited availability of roles and frequent typecasting of Indian actors, Dev has to make an ethical decision about the future of his career when he gets his hands on a TV executive's racist emails. And more celebrity cameos. We got Busta Rhymes. Woo. Yeah. Yes, so, sir. Okay, before we get into the episode discussion specifically, we had a little bit of follow-up from last week's episode. A couple of facts to get straight, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, first off, I had said that um, Dev's parents might not be Aziz's actual parents, but went back and looked it up. And Joe, you are right. Both of his parents in the show are his real parents in real life. Mm, yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's um, really cool. It also explains, I guess, their acting capabilities. <laughs> but also, it's just like, it makes it better. It makes it more real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And secondly, we, we had wondered, you know, about season three, would I be coming out or not? And, you know, I was doing a little bit of research. It seems like there's a good chance it might be. There's no set dates or anything. Ooh. But apparently... One of the like content heads at Netflix was like, we're basically, we'll do it whenever Aziz is ready. So I think they're kind of ramping up to it. And one of the articles I read said maybe sometime second half of this year, they might announce it. Okay. So could be, it could be coming out, you know, mm. by the time we finish our episodes here, maybe they'll have announced it. 
Yeah, uh, back on Instagram, um, Aziz was on a tear just posting pictures of him in India. Specifically, mm. I think he was in maybe Bombay. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been traveling, so I don't know if they're out there filming or not. But Ooh. that would be an interesting little adventure to go back to India. I mean, at least, yeah. you know, where his parents are from. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Well, I guess we'll get to these episodes that we're talking about today. We're talking about Hot Ticket, episode three. Uh, what were your initial impressions of this episode? Hot Ticket, man. Um, This was the episode where they were basically counting down the hours to the concert. Yeah. Uh, and he invited, like, this hot bartender, Alice. And, uh, well, she didn't exactly get back to him immediately. So then they kind of mm-hmm. go on and talk about their dating relationships and their experiences in dating. Um, but I really liked this episode. I mean, it was, it was good. Um, it felt kind of random, I guess a little bit Mm. following episode two. Uh, but it it had its little moments. Uh, I I thought it was fairly funny of funny as an episode. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. What about you? What'd you think about this, uh, episode? Yeah, I think the kind of random, is accurate because this one maybe more than the other two episodes just felt like following Deb's normal life around Hmm. is like almost a vlog but not really because it's a produced TV show right because it shows him at work um, and then also shows him talking to his friends trying to know what to do about going on dates and stuff like that and then they like just watch Sherlock at his apartment you know (laughs) yeah so it's just kind (laughs) of basic normal life stuff so even more mundane than before maybe yeah well well uh deb doesn't watch sherlock deb is busy trying to see who's going to go to go to the concert with him that's true that's true and he keeps pausing it yeah Yeah. which makes me think like man deb is super thirsty Mm. i mean isn't that just again you know that's just what like young people are like i don't know (laughs) that's just what aziz is like (laughs) <laughs> could be uh, yeah and it's interesting because kind of throughout the episode he talks to his friends um and trying to get advice from them mm-hmm. i feel like you know denise is always there giving this like wise advice always like yeah even you know pretty thoughtful and then arnold and brian are just not terrible <laughs> but he keeps listening to them oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, because like when I was watching, I was like, "Man, why, why, why does Dev keep listening to them?" You know, like what Denise is saying makes a lot of sense, and mm-hmm. then they just kind of like wash over it real quick. Yeah, and then Denise ends up kind of going back on her word, and she goes out with little Funyuns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like, ah, oh, so much conflicting like things are happening here. Yeah, I was like, little Funyuns. <laughs> so Princess Love. Yeah, which was very interesting. Yeah, because I think one of the earlier conversations, you know, that I guess Alice was essentially like ghosting Dev. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the guys were talking about it like, ah, oh, what's happening? And then Denise is like, oh, this is very straightforward. Um, She doesn't like you. Is it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, maybe guys just overthink it sometimes. Mm, dang, a little seed of yeah. wisdom there. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, but then Denise just goes back on her on her advice anyway. So I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, she's like, I mean, maybe you keep trying and it works. And I guess it did technically work for Dev because mm-hmm. Alice did get back to him and they went on that date. That's true. That's true. 
and he really doesn't like her as much as she perceivably <laughs> likes him, but she doesn't really like him. I think he's, I mean, she is just in it for a good time. Yeah, I mean, they're just hanging out and stuff. And so uh, maybe he has some regrets there. Because even before, they're like, who who does he invite then? Who's his backups and all that? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm just going to invite Alice anyways. And Denise is like, so you're just going to invite the most attractive girl? <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, funny. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. No no twist there. Right, right, right. Yeah, but Alice like ends up being like hella weird. Oh, my God. Isn't that the biggest yeah. turnoff ever? Like a girl that you meet just has a Cartman impression? <laughs> and like that's what she leads with and you're like oh okay like, great yeah exactly it's, it's like exactly how you respond he's like ah is that is cartman here or <laughs> yeah. like this is terrible like yeah south like south park i don't even yeah that's that's a that's a red flag right there <laughs> yeah yeah and then she just like progressively gets more and more crazy yes. as the night goes on She's like, you see that jacket? Should I steal it? <laughs> like, she, she's not even trying to have a conversation. And then she just goes and takes it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Nightmare. She gets uh, thrown out of the venue, too. She does. She does. Yeah, and I like that little, like, back and forth between Dev and the bouncer. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you're going to have to meet your date outside. And he's like, I'm just going to kick it here. <laughs> good call, player. He's like, probably a good move, player. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, and but you know because he does go to the club or the the concert, the Father Joe Misty concert, he bumps into, you know, Rachel. Rachel. Yes, sir. Right. So I think I I like how they weaved that kind of story in there. You know, it just started more generally about dating and all that stuff, but then you know it gets back to the plot of the actual. Um, characters and all that, you know, mm-hmm. Rachel from episode one, Plan B, um, and now they're they're reconnecting, seeing, running into each other again, and you you, t- you can see immediately the dynamic is totally different, right? Like right. they are definitely on the same page. They're Chemistry. making jokes, like they it's not bad jokes, yeah. not bad Carmen jokes. <laughs> she does do but a Carmen yeah, impression. So they're, they're connecting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I think it uh, it's interesting. You know, I think. Denise also says something very smart when she meets with Dev before Dev goes back and gets with uh, Rachel at the after party. Mm-hmm. She's talking about like, hey, De- Dev is basically like, well, I want to go here because with their with going there with Brian, you know, we have all these possibilities to meet, you know, maybe the girl <laughs> of my dreams or whatever. And then Denise <laughs> is like, what if that girl's Rachel? That could be Rachel that you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, I'm like, is this how people logically think about these things, you know, there's like, obviously this girl you, you, you know, you kind of vibe with, mm-hmm. I guess they have some weird, you know, plan B history, but at the same time, you know, if they connect well, then, uh, you know, like why, why do that as opposed to yeah. you know, go with Brian to just maybe talk to someone right? that could just be another Alice. Yeah. It's, and it's not like either of them are reaching. I think they're both similarly attractive people and, you know, they have a lot of good chemistry. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe when you reflect on your own life, you'll realize there's some of those people that's like, hmm. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Too deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, right under your nose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Yeah, and I thought it was kind of random where he he went out for a drink with Denise first, but mm. you know I don't know if that was already planned or not. Yo, or it was just a thing. But I guess it's a thing when you live in New York, because I'm like you know living oh, in the true. suburbs or in Dayton. I'm like, yeah, my nights like going to one thing, and I'm yeah. going home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, know? that's true. Big city like that, you just go from one thing to the next to the next. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and they, he goes to, what is it, like, the after party or something? And also, like, her job is super cool. Mm. She, like, does PR for bands oh, yeah. and stuff. I'm like, dang. Um, so I, I don't know why Dev is just not opening his oh, eyes yeah. there. But, you know, may, maybe that's for the better, though. Because, you know, they, they have a good night and all that stuff. And then it kind of turns out that he they, they were on different wavelengths. Mm. Maybe. I don't know if that's true. Well, but... She got yeah, a boo. Th- you know, there's there's background info that Dev didn't know. Mm-hmm. Because um, Rachel said her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend is back in the picture. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah, ex-boyfriend. Yeah, at the end, you know, because Dev leans in for the kiss. You know, they've been hanging out. You know, it's a good time. Then she's like, oh, no. Like, yeah, and she, she says that they're trying to work it out. Mm. That's, a, that's a bummer for Dev. Yeah. Oh no! Don't do this to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, that's when you strike I, out, I, Dev. I did like that um, kind of end. I don't know. You say like scene or like cinematography. Like at the very end, after they just kind of separate, they're like, well, you know, I guess this is what it is. They kind of like Dev looks back at her, and she's walking away, and then she looks back at him, but they don't look back at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's like, ooh, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, could be a little cliche, depending if you think about it. But I was like, oh, I think it worked. Like, kind of this, like, misconnections or just kind of, like, bad timing kind of thing. Right, right. Um, yeah, because mm. like we said, obviously, they they got chemistry, you know. And then she's coming back up again in the story, so it could be setting it up for something. But yeah, I just kind of like how they kind of ended that. We're like, oh, okay, I think there is interest on both ends still. Yeah. And, you know... With respect to the entire season, that image you just painted is a little symbolic of what happens. Mm. 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 Foreshadow. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on episode three, this hot ticket, talking about dating and all that? Uh just a little a little bit of a uh, little bit of um weird information, I guess. Uh, when did mm. uh Asian guys become so desirable? Yeah, I was gonna say it's like yeah, it's, they're like making these references that everybody just likes Brian. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Why, why, why all girls like Brian? It's not true where I've been. <laughs> Struggle. Uh, maybe we gotta move to the East Coast. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was confused with that too. You know, Brian's giving all this bad advice, but then they're just like, yeah, it just works for him. It's like, why? <laughs> when he does it, it's cute. When you do that, it's like needy and sad. <laughs> yeah. That's like, the, there's no explanation of this. I don't understand. <laughs> maybe it's because we're two uh, East Asian guys as well. I don't know. Yeah, we're just oblivious. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, that's episode three. Mm-hmm. Hot ticket. Uh, we move on, talk about. Episode four, Indians on TV, yeah. you know, a little more direct with some maybe social commentary here. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, this episode actually was my um, one of the uh, my favorite of the two. Uh, I like mm. this one a little bit more. 
Um, I just thought it was a little bit more focused in, in a good way. Like yeah. it was definitely a detour, but you really get to learn a lot about um, just maybe not learn. Learn is not the right word. You get to see like Indian people, like mm. overall, like they're not all the same. And, yeah. you know, like it just really, I think for someone who may not be familiar with like what, you know, it doesn't like talk explicitly about Indians or Indians in America, but I just think it's cool that they focused on this, like a little vignette of Indian life in, mm. in New York. Um, and I like the, the, the kind of, um, kind of, you know, black, it's not black and white, you know, about, you know, getting discriminated or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, I like how it kind of touched on the grayness of, mm-hmm. of, uh, the race, the racial thing. And like, you know, Busta saying, you know, you got to charge it to the race card. Yeah. Like, take advantage of that. Yeah. So that was a good line. Yeah. I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, but yeah, I like the episode. What what did you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think this, I, I don't know if they purposely in these first few episodes kind of alternate, but I feel like this relates more to the kind of like the parents episode, mm. like much more directly addressing a, you know, like kind of cultural or like person of color, immigrant kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And then the other two being just more kind of like personal, like just young adult life, millennial mm. life or something. Yeah. And yeah, this one definitely felt a lot more focused, like you said, and like just the whole premise and everything. So yeah, I liked it. Um, just talking about representation in general. And like you said too, just even, you know, cause they're, they're framing it within just like the Indian American experience. Um, just cause that's who Dev is and, and his, some of his friends, his actor friends, I guess. But even with that, like their response is all very different. Yeah. Mm. So, and just like their perspective and opinion on things. And also it changes too, kind of over the episode sort of. Yeah. Or like their, their different responses. Like his other friend at first was just like down to do the Indian accent. Yeah. Ravi. Yeah. Yeah. And then like toward the end, he's like, nah, like I, I, he kind of comes to where Dev wanted him to be. But then when it becomes about the money, Dev is like, you know, what, what, when'd you get morals or, you know, whatever he says <laughs> to him, like, why, why are you trying to be like this now? Um, yeah. Yeah, and so I also like they like throw in different I mean, like cliche things that people say. You know, I think when Dev is talking to the producer, he's just like, you know, that's not me. And the producer is like, that's not me. Like, I wish you would just get to know me better. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's yeah. just like throw throw out those things that people just say all the time. He's like, I'm not yeah, racist. It's but, real. You know. So yeah, as a whole, you know, I, I liked the progression of this episode and just even how it so well like tied into the story of dev yeah like as an actor and all that too yeah 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 that's a good take man uh yeah i think it showed kind of the ridiculousness of uh these quote-unquote race wars on both sides like because they also took us to that uh that um attorney that was like trying to sue all -hmm. these racist things (laughs) like they burn up the Washington Redskins thing, and he's like, yeah, yeah. breadsticks. Get it? <laughs> Washington breadsticks. It's like literally, like, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah. This helmet that's got these baguettes in them, and Dev is like, yeah, those are, uh, those are baguettes, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so funny just how, like, he couldn't let that go. Yeah. He's just like, hold up, hold up. I got to clarify. There are no breadsticks <laughs> on this helmet. 
just how like passionate he is mm-hmm. about bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, they even throw in, because they could have just kept it, kind of this, you know, person of color kind of kind of thing, experience. But even because when he's talking to the producer, he's like, oh, you like the Knicks? You know, he takes he takes Dev to the Knicks game. Yeah. And they have this little kid next to them. Mm-hmm. This, like, teenage kid or whatever. He's like, he calls him, like, a courtside brat or something. Yeah, he kind of looks like a spoiled kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some rich kid, whatever. And and Dev is, is kind of offended i get or like the kid eats one of his nachos and yeah. he's just like you can't do that to me you know kind of whatever like kind of um judging him and, and whatever. i earned my way and we find out like his his dad like is abandoning him at the game and mm-hmm. he's like i i i i couldn't know that about his background <laughs> yeah, that background information <laughs> yeah yeah so i, I like yeah. they, they throw that in it could like could just be kind of like a little side scene but at the same time i think in terms of the whole episode it's like yeah, it's, it's very complicated, mm-hmm. right? Every, everyone's a person. Everyone has their own kind of background stuff. Yeah, while not di- not diminishing kind of like systemic stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, like you know, like that that kid, he's white, he's rich, but he still has his own problems too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't yeah. judge a book by its cover. And yeah, yeah. You don't know everyone's story just by looking at them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then, like, how Dev gives him all of his nachos. <laughs> wait, like, wait, wait, I, I, wait. Thought he, I thought the kid wasn't going to take it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I also like the little aesthetical things that happened in this episode. Like, I like the montage of the different movies that featured, quote-unquote, oh, yeah. Indian characters. I just like the different shots in this episode with, like, you know, I think we really get to see Dev's apartment in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, the third episode, we were kind of there when they were watching Sherlock, but not... It was kind of dark. You couldn't really see. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the shots in the apartment were during the day in this episode, and you could, you can kind of see that mid-century modern aesthetic, just real mm-hmm. kind of kind of um, hodgepodge, but also just very classy, his apartment. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I like the different shots in this episode and just the tasteful stuff they did. Yeah, yeah. First time they like show his his kind of whole apartment. I think episode three, even and more in four. I'm like, dang, this this apartment nice though. Mm-hmm. Like he live in New York and like paying yeah. for this with his Gogurt money. Like <laughs> that's some good money. Hey, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, I like yeah. As a whole, I feel like Aziz and the rest of you know producers and stuff have been really thoughtful about how they present that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. I I appreciate it too. Yeah. So have you been in a situation where you caught someone doing something hella racist to you? And have you thought about how you would leverage that? Or even, yeah, like, has something like this ever happened to you? Hmm. I wouldn't say so exactly. Like not exactly. To this extreme, I think. Um, because this is like a big TV show producer kind of situation and whatever. Um, I think it's just other because I think I just don't interact with people with that much power and influence. <laughs> um, but in other senses, yeah, it kind of pops up, and I think a lot of it I was probably like blind to or like purposely turned myself off from being aware to because I grew up where I was I was the only Asian person in my school. 
mm. you know and like my family was only like asian family in the whole city so mm. um so i think i was really unaware of a lot of those types of things too yeah um yeah i remember one time i like i was i was being bullied me, me and my friend were like being bullied by this other kid and like um i was a pretty sensitive kid growing up so i like cried and stuff it was in middle school I remember, sure. like, the principal, like, vice principal, like, brought me in, and, like, they, they directly asked me if I thought it was, like, racially motivated. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I, like, at that time, at that age, too, I was just, like, not really able to process that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, uh, I, th- I think I had crossed through my mind is, like, I think if I say yes, like, he gets in more trouble. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I said yes, though, because uh. I, I don't think it was. But... Yeah, so I mean, yeah, things like that do happen, and then also I, maybe more so than not, like you know, now as an adult, it's like, do I point this out in this situation? Like, is this something I bring up with mm. this whoever other person is, or this like microaggression kind of small? But I'm like, I don't know, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what what was your experience been with it? Yeah, um, hmm, that's interesting what you shared. Um... Yeah, I think I got bullied a lot in in school too. Um yeah, I think a lot of it was racially motivated. Like I think a lot of people make fun of my last name, especially oh, when sure. I was in middle school. It was a whole thing. But yeah, and that's not a situation in which you have kind of power to leverage. You just kind of you know, take it. And I don't think anyone's ever asked me if what they did was racially motivated. Mm. I definitely say yes, though. I would be like, yeah, okay. you know, get them suspended or something. I don't know. <laughs> My angsty teen years, right? Yeah. Um, but I do see a lot of like microaggressions and like mm-hmm. low key, overtly racist things, you know. Um, as an adult, I think I'm just very sensitive to that kind of stuff right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but. The kind of situation that Dev and ended up in in this episode, I think, is super unique. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I don't know if what I would do. Like, I, I might be, might be a little bit of a Uncle Chan. You know, I might, <laughs> <laughs> I might want to ride that wave. <laughs> yeah, I think they they present that it's like a complicated place, you know, because uh, was Dev's manager. <laughs> she's she's super funny. Yeah, but you know, it's like still just like oh, we we still out here trying to make money, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, do you become this um, kind of this this person to move this charge the movement forward or whatever, or do you also try to just look out for yourself in mm. some ways? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's complicated. Yeah, and it's uh, you can almost see it as a missed opportunity for him too, because he doesn't get the part in the end because he mm-hmm. waited too long. And you wonder too, like, what good could have happened if there was an Indian um actor just period you know on this three brothers or three buddies show uh i can't remember if the other person i think it was an indian right the other person yeah they hired yeah. some other indian actor yeah for some reason they like they didn't even explain it but... <laughs> uh well they said his name and they're like and they asked anush or i forgot who the guy's <laughs> name the the bodybuilder's like yeah you know that guy it's like uh no i don't know that guy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's like a, a low key joke. Inside joke. Yeah, with my other, you know, like Indian and South Asian friends here in Dallas, they always say like every South Asian knows another South Asian. Like they just <laughs> know each other somehow. Okay. And I don't know if that's like a joke outside of Dallas too. Mm. But I've, I've heard that. 
at least here where they're like, oh yeah, somehow like, you know, my auntie goes to church with this person and like whoever, like they just know. Yeah. And so maybe that's a joke in the, in the broader Indian community, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like Indian names are very unique too. Like uh-huh. it's very rarely will you find someone with the same first and last name. And then you got the, the middle names too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, yeah, if you know like uh, a specific person and they're, first middle and last name chances are they're probably the only one mm-hmm. i don't know, just east asian conjecture right here mm. yeah so um is there anything else from this episode that you wanted to talk about um i don't know i let's see i liked i like the ending um scene with anush when they show him, because they, they're talking about some movie where they used a white actor and they used brown face, and you know, oh. that's real. Um, but and then like his his last line, his last question is like, "Is is Mindy Kaling real?" <laughs> like he's just like questioning everything about his life as he's <laughs> yeah. falling apart right now. It's like, oh okay. I mean, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh, and uh, yeah, this episode was directed by Eric Wareheim, who plays Arnold. Oh, so that's very cool. Very interesting little tidbit there. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what the background on that decision was. Mm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I was wondering if maybe we could decide what episode is the best in this season mm. through kind of like a round-robin single elimination thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So our first uh, dyad was Plan B and Parents, and I think we were split on that. Yeah. Um, But for this one, maybe we can choose the best out of these two, and then we can compare it to the previous two and just come up with a winner so far. Sure, sure. So out of these two episodes, which one did you prefer? You know, as compelling as a bad Cartman impression could be, um, <laughs> I think I might have to go with Indians on TV episode four. Ah, okay, okay. And does that top for you, uh, parents? Uh, that's that's a difficult question. I think because I think I personally identify more with the parents' kind of storyline and just the things they're trying to bring up. Mm-hmm. But as an episode, like more holistically, less of my personal experience, I think Indians on TV was done better and mm. just how it weaved together with the storyline and just like how it brought up a lot of different aspects of it. Whereas, you know, we talked last week about parents and, you know, I think we we're like maybe the delivery or like the acting and all that just wasn't as cohesive. Mm. Mm-hmm. although like the points the stories the experiences were all really real so i think i personally identify with that more yeah but if we just try to look as a whole i think i would still say episode four probably what is the one i would choose out of these four. Ooh. okay yeah okay. what about you yeah i would definitely choose indians on tv over hot ticket yeah and my show last week was plan b Mm-hmm. And Plan B barely edged parents, so okay. I'm gonna have to go with Indians on TV as a winner so nice. far. Nice, yeah. Good. I mean, it means it's getting better, which yeah. is a good trend. 
And and they're all good. I'm mean, I like them. Right, like, right, right. But yeah, so I think Indians on TV is is kind of hitting its stride in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's like it's like really building off the momentum of, of this show at this point. Yeah, but and like not, also, I think it's difficult when you're the earlier episodes. Like it can be like we don't know the characters that well yet. Mm. So as here, I felt you know we try and get to know them more. We get more info on on Deb's like acting career, and and that background too. So I think that that helps. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, cool, man. This is uh, I mean, in any case, these shows, uh, these uh episodes have been great. It's like uh, this is prime TV right here. Mm-hmm. You know, golden age of television, just like you know, Alan said or not Alan, <laughs> uh, Brian said, different Asian. <laughs> Alan Alan Yang. Um but yeah, uh that brings us to our last main segment of the show. What's making you happy this week? So Dill, what's making you happy this week, man? Yeah, yeah. So for a long time, the the main group of people I, I see all the time hang out with, uh, they're from my church and, and stuff. Uh for a long time though, a lot of these people um would go rock climbing a lot. Like mm. it just kind of became a thing as time went on. More and more people started getting into it. Nice. And you know, it's it's a pretty popular thing. But uh this past week I, I told them, you know, I, I joined their cults and I, I got <laughs> myself a membership to the rock climbing gym as oh, well. Oh shoot. So I mean it's been fun. I've 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 been enjoying it. I mean they got me in. I I gotta think this is on purpose and how they plan their business model <laughs> but um so i went and i paid for a day pass because i was gonna uh-huh. go hang out with some friends and their day pass is almost half the price of a month membership oh wow yeah like if, if you're if you're because i'm on a, the student membership so it's a little bit discounted but still yeah if not it's like a third ish um so i was like man i'm already paying almost a half for one time yeah i'm gonna go for the full month Mm-hmm. but then you start going out more you start doing it and you're like okay I, I like this um so yeah so I, i've the past week or so i've been going rock climbing and it's it's been it has been really fun nice and something they they told me before is like you know not just the climbing itself which is a good workout and like you're, you have to think about it too how you're gonna climb all that stuff but also like the people like kind of the yeah. community surrounding rock climbing um, so yeah, I've already met some people at the gym and they just seem super chill and really helpful because I'm, I'm new. I'm like really bad at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, even like while climbing up, like I, you know, I, I obviously looked like I was stuck, you know, I was like, oh, what do I do next? You know, and people at the bottom would be like, oh, you should reach your hand over here kind of, kind of thing. And like just uh, kind of yeah. trying to help and encourage. Um, and then when I did it, they're like, oh, you know, good job, man. You know, these people, I, I don't know. So, oh, wow. So Very yeah, nice. so it's cool. Uh, rock climbing. It's uh seems good <laughs> good 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 exercise too yeah 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 man my, my arms so sore dude Ooh. and my fingers and like <laughs> I, afterward the first time you know at night i was brushing my teeth i was like <laughs> unscrewing the cap to my listerine or my mouthwash and i was like this is more difficult no way it usually is <laughs> wow but yeah, you know, in in due time, it will I will become stronger. Hopefully, yes, sir. Yeah, but what what's what's making you happy? Um, what's making me happy this week is my parents are both coming back from Taiwan. Actually, one is, and so my dad is back in the states. My mom went up to um 
the Pacific Northwest to meet up with them. And they're meeting up with both of my uncle's families on my mom's side to do like a big family reunion. Nice. So yeah, just uh, what's making me happy is they're them being happy and being together and, you know, they're getting up there and, you know, uh, they just kind of wanted to do kind of a big hurrah together. I think they might be going on the cruise too. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just, uh, they're, they're up in the Seattle area, you know, probably getting some good seafood, getting some good like Asian food. Um, yeah. So it's good to, good to see them and they're sending me pictures and stuff and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just seeing like, you know, old people hanging out is kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's making me happy this week. Nice. All right. Well, uh, good talking with you, man. Uh, Can't wait to talk about five and six next week. But we will catch y'all later. This was a Pour Over podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at herecomesdaniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us, and take care. Uh, uh.